Welcome to another edition of the Kentucky High School Baseball Coaches Association podcast. I'm your host, Levi Bristow, and this is all things Kentucky high school baseball. So we are back after our last episode with the Coach Pointer State Champion uh, 2019. I hope some of y'all got to listen to that episode and kind of the, his 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 um, coaching career and how he got to Tate's Creek and uh, and what made him a champion and, and some of the things they emphasize this year. Uh, it was a great episode and hope you got to listen to that. If not, make sure you check that out. Make sure you like and subscribe on uh, iTunes and also Anchor and uh, share the podcast as this is going to be a great one today that's going to talk about really a, a topic that's close to most coaches' hearts. Some, a lot of coaches have not had to deal with, with these issues and a lot have and that's uh, dealing with social media with the, with the players and also dealing with the parent and parent meeting. Uh, two very important things that, uh, that that most coaches will deal with during that first introduction or as they progress throughout the coaching career. So today we have Coach Ryan on. He's a new head coach at Central Bullet High School as he uh, played under Coach uh, Bowles at Bullet East and then was a longtime assistant with him there and then also went on to Doss High School for three years and had a great little run there before taking the Butler job uh, Butler job over and uh, as a lot are aware it was uh, definitely a, uh, a crazy time for him this past year as the, the news the newspaper a lot of media outlets on Twitter uh, kind of covered his his situation and so we thought it'd be a, a great topic to discuss and just a learning uh, opportunity for the for us as coaches to uh, learn about what can we do when it comes to the parent meetings when it comes to social media are we responsible for the kids' post? Or are we not? So that being said, let's go ahead and dive into the episode. And uh, thank you all for listening. I want to welcome Coach Ryan on the podcast. How are we doing today, Coach? Uh, good, good. Glad to, uh, glad to finally connect. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so where'd you go on vacation? A uh, couple places. Uh, spent a lot of time at the lake and then uh, – Managed to make my way down to Florida for a week, so it's just nice to get away. Yes, sir, man. It's so important to unwind the season, especially as a lot of us know out there the some of the stuff that you went through, and heck, me too on that end. Um, and so that being said, let's go ahead and just start off with the basics, coach, and talk about how you uh, how you got started in coaching. Well, um, my coaching career started uh, back at Bullet East. Uh, I spent nine years there um, coaching under Coach Bowles uh, and um, then went on from uh, from there. took my first head coaching job at Doss, uh, took over a program there that was uh, 0-24 prior to me getting there. I had three returning kids. Uh, some might call it like the worst job possible in the state. I know there's a few others out there, guys that are probably in similar situations or walking into something like that this year. So I've been there and done that, um, you know, and it was really a process of uh, just teaching the kids how to win, uh, not to mention teaching kids <laughs> ultimately how to play the game of baseball because I had a bunch of guys that didn't know how to play. But uh, first year we won two, second year we won 11, and then uh, we managed uh, the the last year that I was at Dawes, we, uh, we managed the – I think it was the first winning season. We had 13 wins, uh, first winning season in, in I think 12 years. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was, it was uh, one of those deals where um, 
from a coaching standpoint, I won't ever forget uh, the time that I had there. I, I think uh, I don't know how it was special to to go from where we were um, and where we started, um, and and to take that team where we did. And then um, when uh, Coach Wolf left, um, obviously reached out to me and let me know about the Butler job, and um, you know I was excited to. Uh, to, to get that job. Uh, unfortunately things didn't work out the way, uh, I hoped. So, and now, uh, just recently, um, I've accepted, uh, the job at bullet central and, uh, ready to get rolling. Yeah. So that's, uh, uh let's dive into that DOS a little bit because I kind of look at it as when I first started, uh, working home health, uh, physical therapy, I was actually on the West end of town of Louisville. So, of course, the demographics, of course, a little, a little poorer versus a lot of other parts around the Louisville area. And uh, but whenever but my patients out there were so much more in need and they had they were so much more, you know, thankful for like when you helped them out and did things for them. And can you just talk a little bit about about the like how you grew as a person coaching at DOS and like maybe some of the things you did for the kids out there that that, uh, you know, most of us are coaching little, you know, greater demographics or, or better populations as far as, you know, financial means. I'm sure there's issues or things that happened that came up that was pretty awesome. Can you dive into any of that stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. you know, parent support's sporadic. I mean, parents struggle to get to the games. You know, there was games where I would look up and, and see, like, six parents maybe yeah. total, you know, um, and so you're certainly dealing with kids that that uh, that don't have the uh, the means, the training facilities, the the money that's there. And I think we all know what it takes sometimes to uh, to be successful in the game of baseball. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, for me, it was is the most rewarding thing I've done during my time as a coach. Um, I mean, I value the years I had at Bullet East. That's, that's where I grew up, and I played for Coach Bowles, and I wouldn't I wouldn't trade any of those moments. But the, the most rewarding thing I've ever done is is work with a group of young men that you know they 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 have the desire and the want. Um, they just didn't have what they needed coming up. So I mean, you're talking about kids in high school who never played the game of baseball for the most part. Or yeah. their their or their best experiences along the way was very subpar rec ball with you know lack of facilities. I had kids that didn't have gloves. Yeah, you know I was fortunate to um, to get a lot of donations from from various people that would reach out to me and and part of my staff. You know along the way I had uh, a lot of guys that actually played for me at Bullet East. You know um, guys that came back from college and things like that that wanted to reach out. So it was, it was, it was really cool to, to see the development over time um, with those, with those guys. And I mean, during my time, we actually had one that, that had the opportunity to play in college. That's so, awesome. um, you know, being able to, to, to do that was, was a special for sure. After we went to DOS, we obviously went from there to Butler, right? And uh, just talk about how kind of how Butler job kind of, kind of, well, so with the, with the Butler job, I mean, like I said, uh, Coach Wolf, uh, with his situation, uh, you know, we were, we coached against each other. We were obviously in the same district, and he had known me for a while since since I was an assistant at, at uh, Bullet East, and 
kind of the conversation got started, you know, would I be interested in coaching and this or that um, if he were to end up leaving. And, you know, it's, it's one of those jobs that, um, you know, around the city, there's always a few jobs that you could kind of pinpoint that are jobs that you could retire from um, those types of jobs that, that are, you know, they, they don't come along all, all the time. So in my mind, and that was, immediately what I was thinking was, Hey, here's a job, not only from a coaching standpoint, but as a teacher, um, mm-hmm. that's the type of job to have. Yes. of course. Um, and so that's, that's pretty much how that came about. And obviously we went through the process and, um, I was fortunate enough uh, after the interviews to, to be the one that was selected. Cool deal. And so, and as we talked before, you know, some people might be out there want to, dwell into the whole Butler thing, but we've decided to take it a different way, haven't we, Coach? We decided to uh, – we want to kind of put out their life lessons for our listeners in the podcast and the coaches out there of things to learn from a situation that, that you just went through. And uh, and like I said, I'm glad we waited the time we did because now we're uh, – it's a it's a new day as you're going to be back on the in, in the third base box again this coming spring, and they're excited about that. And uh, so – just from the Butler situation, let's just kind of talk about um, what's the most important thing you learned from that situation moving forward. Well, from a coaching standpoint, um, I mean, this is really for any coaches, whether it's veterans or, you know, younger guys kind of coming up, whatever. Uh, I think it's extremely important that when you take over a program or even if you've been there long enough, um, you can't really let your guard down. Um, you know, in my situation, I had one family that, uh, if you ask my opinion, wasn't really uh, all that high on the playing time that their their son was getting. And they were determined, you know, from that standpoint, that they were going to um, make it hard on me as a coach. So I think coaches – got to be leery of, of, uh, of letting their guard down, you know, conversations that happen behind closed doors, things like that. I, I'm to the point, to be honest with you, that, that I don't know that I'll ever have a conversation again with a parent, a uh, group of parents, grandparents, whatever it is, with, without witnesses, without um, recording. I mean, all those things kind of crossed my mind going forward. And, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of, ideas and a lot of ways to handle it and, and guys do it differently um you know i like to think of myself as a as an approachable person and, and i mean i told my parents at bullet central the other night i mean i've got a phone you know my number i, I always want to be there for you i want to be there for your kids um and i said the same thing when when i took over at butler i, I just I, that's one of the things that got lost in the whole thing was was uh the the parents in question lost touch with with how approachable I was and and they didn't want to talk to me they just wanted to talk specifically to the principal um and so from a coaching standpoint I think I we you really got to be leery of those things and maybe keep your guard up more than than uh, some of us do um I never would have imagined that anything like what happened did and it's unfortunate. And, and there's a lot of stuff that's still going to come out from that situation. Uh, it's, it's still not over, actually. But, uh, you know, like you said, uh, I'm to the point from a baseball perspective, I, I really want to move on. That's what I told the parents the other night. You know, it's it's uh, 
it's it's time to move on and turn turn the page. Right, of course. The biggest lesson you would take away from as far as uh, for other coaches to be aware of out there, um, as far as the experiences you went through. Well, I mean, for me, the 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 the, the big things in play, um, you know, if you want to call it evidence, call it whatever you want to. Um, it boils down to social media. Um, and honestly, it was uh, text messages, you know, within the kids group chat, that, you know, something the kids created themselves. And I'm not entirely sure from a coaching standpoint, this isn't even strictly related to baseball. I think it's a conversation. That, it's a serious conversation that needs to be had is what, is, what are we as coaches supposed to be responsible for because I, you know, the district that I work in in Jefferson County and now Bullitt County and, and really out in the state, I'm not entirely sure there's anything in writing that says we have to do things one way or the other. Um, right. I think it's impossible. You're never going to be able to monitor individual text messages. Um, that's just never going to happen. We don't, I mean, you know, it's, it's impossible. Uh, social media you know, the problem you get into there is you have multiple platforms. you got Twitter, Instagram, you got Snapchat. I mean, most of the kids don't use Facebook, but it does exist. And uh, the thing that I keep running through my head is, is what would I have done differently? And I, and I tell everyone, I, I don't know that I would have done anything differently. Right. Um, I didn't follow kids on social media. That was a choice that I kind of made. Um, and, you know, and I told my coaches, honestly, when a lot of this started to go down because some of the evidence that was said to have been out there with, you know, kids using like racial slurs um, was on social media. But if you're unaware of it and no one ever specifically tells you about anything, it's impossible to like enforce it. I mean, I think any coach in their right mind would handle a situation if they actually knew about it. Right. Um so I, I don't know. I, I don't know what we as coaches, you know, that's something we all, it's, it's a serious topic. Um, that's basically, that's, that's in a nutshell, that's what happened. And that's it right there. So that's, that's the key point of this whole podcast that we're going to put out there. And actually I just put out on Twitter, as I told coach Ryan uh, question was, you know, should coaches follow the kids on social media? And if they do, does that mean you're responsible for what they put out there? Or if you don't follow them, does that mean you're not responsible? Because, you know, based on your situation, I'm sure other coaches' situations, not only in Kentucky, but across the country, social media responses and things put out there have gotten coaches fired, right? Right, right. So yeah. what can we do as an association? And this is going to – I'm hoping this, you know, creates a lot of conversation. But what can we start doing as, as the Kentucky High School Baseball Coach Association? What kind of guidance can we give our coaches as far as – this is what you should do as far as social media is concerned. You shouldn't follow. You should follow. You should, you know, maybe say no tweeting or things during the season or, or whatever. So, but that's a, that's a question to have. And I think that's why this is such a great podcast and episode to have with you and that this is real world, real results. Your life is obviously severely negatively affected. I can't imagine the turmoil you went through being away from your kids during the season. That's got to be tough in itself and what it was. Yeah, yeah, Especially absolutely. all the work you put in up to that point. But that's the so that's the you know the the box we're opening up right now is what is the right thing or what's the guidance that we should give our coaches as far as social media and and our players. 
And, yeah, uh, and, and, and the and the crazy thing is too, because I've thought about this too. Um, you know, even if you choose to follow your kids, so if you make that choice, and I've heard that coaches do that. One thing that coaches need to think about is is if you miss something along the way, you're then liable for it. And you know, I don't know about anyone else, but if you follow a couple hundred people on Twitter, you're gonna miss something. Oh so God. if you miss that one thing that kid posts, now what do you do about that? So I, I don't know that there is a right answer. Um, it's it's more about uh, I, you know, from here on out, I've I've really I've kind of made it a point that uh, that at least for my players, you know, it they need to know the consequences, I guess, of of what goes on in social media. Um, we talked about it when I was at Butler. Um, I, the problem really there was was more within the administration and, and how to deal with it. I don't know that anyone really knew, to be honest with you. So I know in our prior conversation, Chris, and something that, that I've um, heard a bunch of other coaches talk about is like the parent meeting. And I know you referenced in a conversation earlier saying that, you know, you may never meet with parents one-on-one again. Can you kind of dive into that a little bit about your experience with that? Yeah, so I mean that that's that's where you know I different coaches do it different ways, and and I like to think of myself as an approachable guy, not not uh, not one that that comes off as as uh, someone who won't talk to you individually. I, you know, some coaches take that stance where I'm not going to talk to a parent; I'll talk to the kid only. That's just not me. That's not who I am, and that's right or wrong. It's just the way things are going to be, but. Like I said, I, I have – it does change my perspective in terms of whether, you know, is should you be recording what you say? Should you always have someone there with you in terms of witnesses? You know, I mean, there was some stuff that that went down with, with the whole Butler thing, and as time went on, I realized what this family was up to, and I, I had to do those things. Unfortunately, it didn't matter, you know, so – um, I think it's important that you never put yourself in a situation where um, things can be twisted because that's certainly what sometimes can happen. But things can be twisted, right? And that's you said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, right. Words can get twisted. Um, things are taken out of context. Yeah, that's a good way of probably saying what would happen with uh with some of the things they try to say that like you know I said behind closed doors insinuating like that I would allow like racial slurs and things like that anyone that knows me knows better than that um and that's what's sad I guess through this whole thing was was you know we really only had two parent meetings um uh, with this particular group I was just getting to know people so it you know, I, I, a lot of the things that happen, um, I don't know that that, that that particular family ever really wanted to get to know me. It's probably the, the nicest way to say it. Yeah, yeah. So just uh, just as uh, just some suggestions out there as far as some things I talked to you about was that uh, some coaches will not have a conversation with a parent unless the AD is available. So we think that's pretty smart, you know, because he's there with right. during those conversations and hopefully he's got your back. Um, also, um, as we talked about before, I think, and I don't know, my situation, 99% of the parent meetings you, we have involves what? 
playing time, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it all stems to playing time. And, and yeah. little Johnny's not playing. Why is little Johnny playing? You know, little Johnny's, you know, bigger, faster. Or, or he did this and travel ball this summer, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, that's where most conversations come from is about playing time, right? Absolutely. And so I, I like what one of the coaches in California does. And a few coaches do this. And he's one of the coaches. Been on, I don't know if he's on, on, on ABCA, Calls from Clubhouse podcast or, or uh, one of the po- podcasts I listen to. But he says that he has a rule in place where if you talk to him about playing time, it's automatic five-game suspension for the player, which I think's hey. <laughs> I mean, you would think there would be a lot of conversations about playing time. I guess unless the kid's not playing at all anyway, then I guess what, what's the parent got to lose, right? Exactly. But uh, and, I, and, and that's the thing. It's, you, you can take um, – it's, it's definitely something going into this next season that, that me personally, uh, you know, I, I'm going to have to think about. And I think other coaches – could probably use my situation and and um, maybe reevaluate how they handle things, regardless of how well things have worked. You can hit a bump in the road quickly. So, yeah, and it's the and it's the power of one parent. You know, um, there's been lots of situations out there. I know with coaches I know that you know that just one parent starts throwing some some information out there and says something. Next thing you know, it, it spreads like a wildfire. And then uh, that's true about you, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Especially if that parent's a former administrator. So, well, of um, course. Of course. It's a whole more weight. And uh, you always hope they haven't done it before, which in this case is what we uh, apparently has happened. So, yeah, it was, it's, it's crazy. Um, like I said, I mean, you can't predict those things. I think the best thing is is preparation. Preparation. Very good. So, getting back to kind of our uh, – lessons learned this this is our lessons learned for coaches podcast right and yeah basically and pitfalls to avoid um so we've touched on a little bit so coming into uh bullet central this year what are uh you had your parent meeting a a couple weeks ago right it was last week no no, just uh just uh, last night actually oh last night that's right okay and so what were some things that, that you tried to hope to convey during that meeting that you think would be good for other coaches to be aware of well you know i i told them um, I mean, it's really, it's the same message. Nothing has changed. I, the the thing that I tried to get across to them was because, like I said, during this whole ordeal, um, it was lost. The, the communication part was lost from this one family. Every other family that I dealt with at, at Butler communicated well. Um, and I thought I did a good job of opening the lines of communication, actually. Um, I just think it's important that your parents know where you stand. Um, and that's what I told them. You know, I, I'm the most approachable, easygoing guy that you could possibly ask for as a coach, at least in my mind. I mean, I know there's others that are out there. But and if you ever feel like something's wrong or things, you know, especially from a program standpoint, if there's something in the program that needs to be addressed, I mean, we can use the Butler situation. If it, if it is a racial slur that's out there, whether it's social media or a text message that you somehow stumbled upon, your job as a parent is to kind of make me aware of that so I can deal with it. Um, if I don't ever know about it and you just go straight to the principal and you kind of break that chain of command, as a coach, I, I can't do anything about that at that point. Um, 
And so that's, that's kind of what I, you know, I, I tried to get across to, to the parents last night. We didn't get into all the, you know, hot and heavy details of fundraising and everything yet. It was more of an introductory type thing, but you know, they, there's certainly, you know, they know they've seen the news. If you're here in Louisville, it's, it's been on the news. Right. Um, I've been on every news station except wave three, I think, you know, so, <laughs> um, and it's in the paper and, and, and they've done a pretty good job of portraying things and not twisting things, but that's what happens with media is you got to be careful. And, you know, um, I think the one thing that that's, um, from a parent standpoint is just making sure that they're comfortable enough to talk to you about serious situations. Um, but I don't know, man, I, in this case, I, I don't know. That's, I struggle with it every day thinking about what I could, what I could have done differently. Um, and I'm not entirely sure that I know what that answer is. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm right there with you, coach. Totally understand. Um, so as far as you brought up a great point right there, and we talked about this before earlier offline, but, uh, so we, this is the Kentucky high school baseball coach association podcast, right? We're here for the coach. That's our goal. Right. And, uh, and so as coaches, you know, we think that it's important that if somebody comes athletic director about something here and out in, in the with social media or in the community, we want them to come to us and ask us first directly. Correct. Right. Absolutely. That's exactly what we want. The principal hears something out in the community and, and whether it's true or not, or it's completely false or, or has something to do with whatever we as an association recommend the principal comes to us, maybe the athletic director first. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean that's that's what you would hope for, right? Uh, right, exactly. So, so what we're saying is, as an association, as a group of coaches, quickly, uh, and uh, hopefully we can get to the bottom of it, and then uh, come up with a resolution, or at least by talking to us, we can at least have an idea of what's going on, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and in my case. We did, we, we did sit down as a group early on in the process, um, and not without getting into all the specifics, but um, I, the, the problem was is there were some very generalized, you know, complaints that happened. And I think from a coach's standpoint, I think what you got to get across to the parents is, is we need specifics. You can't just tell me that racism is an issue in the program or that the booster club is racist or things. Just those are examples you know, we need specifics so that we can deal with it. Um, and that, and that was the problem that I struggled with is I never saw any evidence of specific situations that I was able to deal with. Um, at least that weren't withheld from me from the administration. So, um, again, I mean, you hope that, you know, that the administrators would take the opportunity to tell the parent, take this back to the coach and give him a chance to deal with it first. Right. And that's, that's the thing that that's, that's bothered me with this whole process is that's not what happened. Right. And that's all we ask for as an association is just giving a chance to rectify the situation, communicate and kind of get ahead of it. You know, whenever stuff's just blowing up out in the stands and, and you have no control over it, and yet nobody makes you aware of it till you're right. sitting in front of the, the, uh, the execution chamber, you know, what are you supposed to do about that? You know, I mean, 
Absolutely. Especially whenever, you know, and this was a great thing we put out a couple of weeks ago on Twitter as far as the different uh, salary stipends, you know, between basketball coaches, baseball and football. And we all get it. You know, baseball coaches are usually, unless you're in Fayette County, which they do a pretty great job compensating baseball coaches. They're right there with uh, a lot of the other coaches. Um, and I want to give a big shout out to Nate in sports. Nate Bryan, who does a great job on Twitter. Uh, putting information out there, factual information for the most part, when it comes to uh, he actually got a hold of Hardin County's uh, all their coaches' um, stipends and posted that out there so we can see the difference. And uh, anyways, and so it's just good to see that you know that baseball coaches we have to you know of course the yeah, baseball field is responsible for you have to get the field ready. Uh, I'm pretty sure basketball coaches don't spray lines on the, on the basketball court before games. No, you know, <laughs> you know? It's, so as far as, you know, just time involved, just getting that you're feeling ready to play. It takes, it takes, you know, for me, Oldman County, I had a great group of parents that helped out with that. And, you know, I tried to do when I could and, and, uh, but I mean, it's just, it, it takes a lot of work just to get ready for one game, you know, and, 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 and football most of the time I, I know they have crews for that. And of course, because football is the biggest revenue generating sport for all, all programs, I'm assuming. We're well, not all, but most. Um, right. And, but, anyways, so as far as the, the, the pay scale difference, you know, so all we ask for from the baseball association is, hey, at least give us a respect of, uh, you know, having a conversation with us, especially when stuff first, first happens as coaches. And if you have an athletic director and, and administration that does that, then and, and, and there's a lot of great ones out there that, that do that now, but uh, that's all we're asking for. Would you agree? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's uh, that's the thing that just kind of blew my mind with this whole process was thinking like, you know, us coaches do it for pennies on the dollar. I've never really calculated and I, I'm probably better off not actually. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do is we, you know, we do it for the love of the game. We do it for the relationships with the kids. You know, we're teaching life lessons, all those things. Um, from a money standpoint, I, it's certainly not, it's not about money. Um, and all the time that we put in with the fields, uh, I think that's some of those, some of those things that go overlooked for sure. Yeah. Not to mention, I know, uh, Another conversation I had with a coach was just getting off a kilt, getting off a kilt here, but just think about all the memberships you, you pay for. As far as I know, uh, like you know, say you want fielding instruction, you know, there's the the Texas system out there, or driveline baseball, or or right. your clinics, and uh, all the money coaches spend as far as that's concerned. That most of the time they'll get reimbursed for things like that. You know that that uh, parents just don't just don't don't understand that. Um, okay, so moving on. So as far as the association I know we've talked on a lot of stuff already Chris as far as the whole theme behind this podcast is you know what's the right response as far as from your players what they're doing in private communication between text between social media you know what is it that what's the expectation of a baseball high school coach or basketball coach whatever and as far as what should they be held accountable for for what players do on social media text messages etc right yeah, absolutely. Are we going to answer that tonight? We're probably not, right? But that's a conversation we're trying to we're trying to to get some maybe some instead of so much gray area, maybe some if we can as association come up with some more, some guidance for the coaches, then that'd be awesome. So hoping that's what we do with this podcast. But as far as besides that area, what are some other things that you would love to see the our Kentucky high school baseball coaches help make lives for coaches easier across the bluegrass state? Well, I mean, I think this this podcast has been has been a good addition. Um, 
you know, our, our association, our, our yearly, uh, our clinic every year. I mean, since I've been in coaching, um, has only grown every year. So, you know, I, yeah. I'm, I certainly encourage the guys. And I know it's harder for the guys that are out in the state um, to sometimes get here and you got to take off school, you got to use personal days and it's tough. But uh, as long as that continues to grow, I mean, I, I think we're headed in the right direction. I, I can't speak personally versus other associations that are out there, but I feel like well, ours is in a pretty good place, Yeah, you know? Um, and so hopefully we just continue to, to see it grow. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, I'm excited to see where it's headed for sure. Well, we're excited that uh, you were able to rebound so quick, Coach, and get back on your feet. And, you know, I wouldn't just say that. And I'm sure a lot of people that are, that are on Twitter and, and stuff, and, you know, I didn't know a lot about you, honestly. But what I did see about Coach Ryan is that we had Hall of Fame coaches. We had other coaches. We had our football coach, Oldham County, all backing you up, man, because of the respect they have for you and, and, and what you've done, not only for baseball, but just for leading young men. And uh, even go back to your playing days, I know people make comments all over, all over social media supporting you and uh, thinking what a great what a great guy you are and how you care. And and so that's why whenever I saw all that <laughs> a month ago, I was like, hey, dude, I think it'd be great for a good episode. Let's get you on there, you know, and right. 18 vacations later. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm still waiting for uh, ESPN to give me a call. I'm I'm hoping for the thirty for thirty, but uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, I tell you what, if uh, the if if the association ups your budget and goes uh, more uh, on digital on TV, then uh, you know go. what? Hey, you'll be you will be a thirty for thirty. I can promise right. you that, but I cannot promise you that will happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hear you there. You know, I, it's funny we started the sponsorship on the uh, on the uh, there's an option on the anchor after the sponsorship, and uh, it's like. Every thousand plays, you get like ten cents. I think we're at like two dollars and seventy cents worth of revenue made so far. There you go. See, we are moving in the right direction. (laughs) But hey, coach, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you being on here, and uh, we wish nothing but best luck this next season and in the future. And I expect to see great things from uh, from uh, coming out of Bullitt County from you, man. Appreciate it, man. Uh, It's uh, it's good to be back. Hey, good to have you back, and you have a great night. All right, take care. Bye. What a great, informative episode with uh, Coach Ryan. I love the fact you kind of feel the the times when you start talking and kind of rehashing the events that happened. You you can almost feel the stress and the and the animosity coming through the phone of his his personal experience. And and we really appreciate him opening us to opening up to uh, us with that and sharing his um, his personal um, experiences through the whole Butler ordeal. And uh, most importantly, that he's moving forward and he's trying to learn from it. And we hope you also, the listener, have a chance to learn from from the podcast we just put out there. It seems like the best thing to do is to kind of set that expectation early, have the conversation with the athletic director, director at the principal, be like, hey, something gets out there, come to me first as far as communication. Also, as far as social media is concerned, based on our Twitter response, you know, a lot of people said that's a parent issue. It's a parent issue. It's a parent issue. So... Maybe the best thing to do is the first day, be like, hey, when it comes to Twitter, Instagram, all these social media platforms, as a baseball coach, I don't feel I'm responsible for that. Of course, I'm going to educate my kids, let them know the dangers of it. But at the end of the day, there's no way for a, for a baseball coach, especially in some of these larger programs, to be accountable for all the information, the text, the, 
the tweets, the posts that kids put out there. And I think if coaches set that expectation early with your parents, with the athletic director, administration, then there won't be no problems down the road if that happens. So that being said, I appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. Also, coaches, if you're not aware, it's a hot and heavy scheduling time. As uh, some of you are aware, some of you are not, but I stepped down from Oldham County. So I am now officially just a the podcaster for the uh, Kentucky High School baseball coaches, uh, as long as they'll have me, I guess. But um, so, I, but I still want to continue to keep on trying to talk to coaches, educate, just bring us together. It's been a. I also want to say thank you all the coaches that texted me the past few weeks. It's, it's been awesome, just hearing the the support they had for the podcast and the support they had for just us talking and getting to know some of these coaches across the state and and putting a face with a name like uh, Coach Iverser said uh, a couple months ago. But I appreciate you all supporting the podcast, listening. And uh, make sure you get those schedules complete. Um, And uh, that being said, have a great rest of your summer and never stop learning.